Welcome to the NBA cast brought to you by Stephen Miller. This time Marcus isn't here, but uh, yeah, it's me, $18,000 kid, Stephen Miller. Um, I'm going to do this show solo. Um, so this episode, we're going to have, we're going to have week eight recap, but before I get into everything, I just want to let everyone know for all you gambling addicts out there like me, we got... The underdogs went eight, went ten and four against the spread with seven straight straight up victories. So if you took advantage of that, your pocket's probably looking pretty nice right now. If you were like me and went with the favorites a lot, well, let's just say it wasn't that good of a weekend. <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, let's uh let's get into the games real quick. So uh, we'll we'll start. We'll start with Detroit versus Indianapolis. So me being a Lions fan, this game was kind of brutal. Uh, there was some hope throughout the game, and then we just watched Phillip Rivers just destroy our defense, which <clears throat> it, it was ugly, guys. It was it was ugly. Quarters one and three, we looked pretty good. That's when we scored all 21 points. Uh, however, quarters two and four, we, we got outscored. That's when they scored 41 and we scored seven. Uh, it was pretty brutal. Uh, there was times when I thought we could get back in it, but, uh, just, just wasn't looking good. Naheem Hines, he had three catches, 54 yards, two touchdowns. And both of them, he did a nice celebration. I don't know what you call it, but he did some type of flip. It was, it was pretty cool, not going to lie. Um, Galladay, losing Galladay in the first half was pr- pretty bad. He was playing hurt throughout the whole first half. Then second half, he didn't even come out the locker room. Um, I mean, going into the little six-game, eight-game stretch that we had after the bye week, I I thought we'd lose two of them. I thought we could go six and two. And the Colts were one of them that I thought we'd lose to, even though in the in the preview I did think we were gonna win. But that's just me being me being a biased fan. But uh the defense for the Colts, they looked pretty good. I mean they sacked us five times. We couldn't get to the quarterback much at all. And I mean it was just a long night. Run game couldn't get going at all. 13 carries, 29 yards. And our running backs had 11 carries for 8 yards. So uh, that did absolutely nothing. Um, But, I mean, offensively, we just got to get going if we wanted any shot at the playoffs. And it's going to be a long shot to make the playoffs in the NFC. But, I mean, just got to get Galladay healthy. We did get we picked up Everson Griffin, so that's gonna help us with the pass rush, especially since now Trey Flowers is moving to the IR. So kind of back to square one with only one pass rusher. Um, but the Colts five and two, they're looking like a 
they may make some noise in the AFC. I don't know how many people actually put too much into them with, you know, Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, the Chiefs and Patty Mahomes. Then you got Buffalo looking pretty good over there. I mean, I, Pittsburgh, obviously. I mean, it's going to be t- – I don't know how much people – I mean, they're going to win that division if they can handle business against Tennessee. They do that, they're going to they're going to win that division. But but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I got to say about the game. It was ugly as a Lions fan. Not a not a big fan of what I saw, but hopefully that's just one of those games and then we move on. Um let's see. The next game Buffalo and New England. So I don't know what this game said more about which team. Because New England, they didn't have much. Plain and simple. I mean, Cam Newton was playing with pretty much nobodies. And they had a shot to win. So, I mean, they they did a really good job. Obviously, Cam fumbled at the end with just inside, like, 30 seconds left to seal the deal for Buffalo. But if he didn't fumble, I – I truly believe they're going to probably win that game. They were going to win that game. Not probably. They were going to win that game. Um, But, yeah, I mean, that was one of those games that was an underdog against the spread. Buffalo was minus four and a half. Obviously, they only won by three. Uh, Josh Allen still, still struggling. He had a first, his first four games, he was looking like an MVP candidate. Ever since then, he looks like, the Josh Allen we've seen the last couple of years it has flashes, but still a mediocre quarterback. Hopefully he can get back to his, to the early season stage that he was. But I mean, as of right now, it doesn't look like he's going to the weather there obviously was a factor, but the run game for, for really both teams was phenomenal. I mean, New England, 34 for 188, averaging almost six yards a carry. And then Buffalo, Buffalo had 38 for 190, averaging five yards a carry. So both of these teams were just running the ball extremely well. Neither team could really stop anybody. And basically it just came down to who turned it over. And Cam Newton fumbled it at the end, cost him the game. Uh, It was a very – very interesting game because a lot of people thought Buffalo was going to roll with this one with Cam Newton not having anything, but obviously he he did what he could and almost pulled it out. But, yeah, New England's going to be hurting. Uh, obviously they got the Jets twice. That's going to be two easy dubs. But the remaining of the schedule, they may be lucky to get five, six wins. Buffalo, obviously, they're six and two. They haven't been looking good the last several games, but as long as you get done, who cares? But I don't I don't see them as a real threat to Mahomes, the Steelers, Lamar. I mean, I, I just don't. I don't know who really does. Until Josh Allen – if Josh Allen could get back to his early season form, then they have a shot. But other than – but if he's staying with what he's doing, no chance. Not at all. All right, so that was one of those underdog games. So let's go to probably mm, 
it's up there for biggest upset. Um, Miami. So this was Tua's debut. Um, I don't know really what to say about it other than he didn't really show anything. He didn't have to do anything. So it didn't really matter. Uh, Tua, 12 of 22, 93 yards, one touchdown. He had a fumble loss. Um, but other than that, I mean, he, he did have a three-yard touchdown to Devontae Parker on all-out blitz. But other than that, he really didn't make any plays. There was nothing incredible about him. That defense, though, the defense through week eight is actually the best scoring defense. I don't know how many people actually knew that, but they are the best scoring defense in the league. Uh, they did make some big moves in the free agency. Obviously, Byron Jones, Kyle Vanoy. They got some players <clears throat> up front that are really helping them. But, I mean, that defense has been killing it. And, honestly, the way it's been looking, it doesn't matter who's back there. Obviously, Fitzpatrick was balling out. He was actually scoring points where Tua, he really only scored one real touchdown. So they had – Miami had a scoop and score. Then they had another scoop and pretty much a score. He got tackled at the one. And then they had a special teams touchdown. So that right there, that's 21 points, and they scored 28. The final score was 28-17. Obviously, that was one of those underdog straight-up victories. Um, and Jared Goff, I don't know. <laughs> 35 for 61, 355 yards, one touchdown, two picks. And two fumbles lost. One of them, obviously, to the crib, the other to the one. He did not look good. Though the box score may say, oh, the Rams just outplayed them completely. If you actually watch the game, you'll see why they got yards. But it was 471 to 145 in yardage with the the winning team having only 145. That's almost unheard of. But, I mean, defense wins championships. Obviously, Miami, I don't see them as an actual championship contender, but but, I mean, if they keep playing like this, they have a shot to make some noise in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, it was just an ugly game for the Rams. It was one of those they looked ugly in the first half, and it was just too much to overcome in the second. But, I mean, 92 plays to 48 for the Rams. I mean, that, Jesus. Two of his debut couldn't have went any better in my opinion I mean obviously he could have had a crazy debut and put up big numbers and stuff but he got his game experience and he didn't really have to do much but we'll see what happens when they actually have him throwing it 30 40 times a game and have to actually lead him to victory we'll, we'll see to determine whether he's going to be a good rookie or not because obviously you got Herbert who's balling out in the in uh, L.A. And then you've got <clears throat> Burrow, who's balling out in Cincinnati. So we'll see with that game. Uh, that's pretty much all I got for that game. So let's go on to the next game. Uh, this one, probably game of the week. It's definitely up there. Pittsburgh and Baltimore. Uh, Pittsburgh came in undefeated. Baltimore was the favorite. So, again, this is one of those underdog straight-up victories that we had. 
Um, Pittsburgh looked terrible, and I mean terrible on offense in the first half. Obviously, defensively, they had the pick six to open the game, and then that was pretty much it. And then uh, they held they held um, Baltimore to 17. It was 17 to 7 going into the second half. Baltimore had ball. And obviously this is one of those, oh, Baltimore's going to win. They're going to move the ball. They're going to clock control. And then basically Pittsburgh, the way Pittsburgh's offense looked, it looked terrible. It didn't look like it was going to do anything. So all you have to do is just play keep away and go score field goals. But Lamar just had himself a game to forget. He opened the second half with a pick as well. And then he had another two fumbles, which in all pretty much cost them the game because they were, they led or they were in uh, Pittsburgh's territory. So gave them easy, uh, easy field, I guess, a, a small field to play with. Um. Ben, Big Ben, uh, he did he did good, but mainly in the second half when they needed him the most. 21-32, 182, two touchdowns, no picks. That's That was a big factor. Turnovers was huge in this game. It went 4-1. to one. They had one fumble, the Pittsburgh did, and then the turnovers, four, four turnovers for Baltimore, all on Lamar. Two fumbles lost and two interceptions thrown. So Lamar, I know he he kicked himself for the game, blamed himself, and uh, again, this was one of those. If you look at the box score, the losing team again had control of the yards and plays and all that. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the scoreboard, and the scoreboard went in Pittsburgh's favor. But yeah, this was definitely one of those games that you just wanted to watch. I mean, it's a AFC North rivalry, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Everybody loves those days from the Troy Palomalu and Ed Reed days. Um, <clears throat> Ray Lewis, obviously. James Harrison. All them boys. But uh, it was it was one another one of those ugly ugly weather games. But uh, but yeah, I mean, Baltimore five and two still haven't been able to beat the top teams in the AFC. And Pittsburgh remaining seven and zero undefeated. So we'll see how they how they go for the remainder of the season. See if Pittsburgh can keep the momentum and see if Baltimore can finally finally beat those tough teams and prove that they can actually get it done and have a chance at the Super Bowl. Um. So so yeah, that's pretty much that wraps up that game. Uh, here's another one of those straight-up underdog victories. And this game was actually quite surprising. So Cincinnati and Tennessee, it was 31-20, to 20, Cincinnati. Burrow played pretty good. <clears throat> he was 26-37, 249, two touchdowns. Uh, defensively, they actually played pretty good. I thought Tennessee was going to run right down their throat. Derrick Henry was going to have himself a game, and it was pretty much in the defense. I mean, Cincinnati came in with basically four backup linemen. And you would think, even though Tennessee hasn't showed that he's been all that good, all, the, all that good on uh, defense, 
you would think they would get some pressure on Joe Burrow. Burrow, though, he did not get sacked once. Uh, I, I stand corrected. He did get sacked one time. But, I mean, <clears throat> actually, no, he, he got sacked zero. My bad. Um, and that's just inexcusable. If you're Tennessee, that's an inexcusable. There's no reason an old lineman, for one, they were one of the worst old linemen in the the old lines in the whole league. And then you don't get any sacks at all. And they have four backups. Four backups. I mean, that's that's just terrible if you're Tennessee. Inexcusable. Uh, and they just got to get something going on defense. Because right now, defensively, they have been terrible. Um, Tannehill didn't play too, too bad. Didn't play too good. He was an average game. Derrick Henry, 18 for 112, one touchdown. So he did his thing. Um, but again, I mean, they Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, they had twice where they had a two-score lead. Or a three-score lead, my bad. And I was actually quite shocked at this outcome. I thought Burrow would keep it close and probably uh, keep it within the spread, but I didn't – I gave him no shot to win. And – they're starting to click on offense. If their defense can uh, catch up with them, then they're going to be set for success for the next several years. I mean, actually, a while. <clears throat> More than just several years with Joe Burrow there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that does that epi- – that, um, not episode. That does that, um, that game. And then another game we got, the next game is – Las Vegas versus Cleveland. This was a terrible weather game. Um, I don't know too much to say about this one. Uh, both quarterbacks didn't look very good. They both passed pretty poorly. It was, like I said, terrible weather, so that had some to do with it. Running backs, uh, Josh Jacobs, 31 for 129. So obviously just pretty much rode Josh Jacobs to victory, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put too much in this game because I know some people are saying Baker is terrible without OBJ. Some people thought he'd actually do better without OBJ. That's just crazy. But, but I mean, this game was just ugly. It was six to six going in the fourth and then the Raiders pulled away, scored 10 unanswered. Um, again, this was one of those, uh, underdog victories straight up. And this is actually one of the games I went with, one of the few that I actually won. But uh, but for the most part, I mean, this game, I don't know too much to say because the weather was terrible. And uh, it it was ugly. And I I thought the Raiders would win. I didn't really have a reason why, to be honest. And they did. So it helped me out. Um, Nick Chubb is really hurting He's he's really hurting uh, Cleveland, to be honest. Even though Kareem Hunt's still putting up decent numbers, but but Kareem Hunt's more of a change of pace guy, not your every down guy. And when you have Chubb and can mix in Kareem Hunt, that just makes him a lot more lethal for Cleveland. But when Hunt is your guy, and then you don't really have a change of pace guy, it it really hurts their offense because. You don't really respect 
Kareem Hunt's running ability as you would Chubb. So you don't really get fooled by the play action as much as you would. Um, and Baker, Baker flourishes in play action, to be honest. But when you can't do that and you force him to just do straight up, straight passing plays, I mean, he's just not as effective. It's been proven. I mean, his his numbers just haven't been good without without Chubb. They just haven't. Um, this game, Kansas City and the Jets, the spread was 20. They won by 26. That was an easy dub. That's one that I also won. The only other one that I won, to be honest. Um, Mahomes went crazy. It's against the Jets. Uh, Travis Kelsey did pretty good. It was against the Jets. Uh, there wasn't much to say about this game. Everybody kind of knew the outcome. They knew it was going to be a blowout. It would be surprising if the Jets kept it within three scores. It just wouldn't. The way the Jets have been playing, I mean, they did keep it close in the first half. In the first half, they kept it within 12. And then we knew that Patty Mahomes would get going, and they did, and then pulled away. But the Jets just, I don't know. I think they're playing. They're going to keep Adam Gase until until they get that number one seed locked, and then they are going to kick him to the curb because that man cannot coach. Plain and simple, he cannot coach. Uh, Sam Darnold's numbers, 18 for 30, 133, no turnovers. So I guess there's a positive no turnovers. But uh, Denzel Mims, uh, he's going to have to step up. They drafted him second round. Uh, I know they didn't have Jamison Crowder, Brashad Perriman, the number one and twos, but well, they got to get something going if they want to win a game. But the, the roster is just so terrible right now. Then Avery Williamson. He he was a leading tackler. He, they traded him. So right now they're just they're pretty much tanking. I mean I don't see any other way that they're not tanking. Keeping Gase and then trading all your good assets. I don't see how that's not tanking. But uh but yeah that's pretty much that game. So uh, let's let's move on to the next one. Next one we got. This was another shocker. Um, so we got Green Bay and Minnesota. Minnesota won 28-22. to 22. Minnesota literally just gashed them. No other way to say it. They just gashed them. Dalvin Cook, 163 yards, three touchdowns, and then another, <clears throat> another 63 and one touchdown through the air. He scored all four touchdowns for Minnesota. I mean, when you don't have to pass much at all, they had 11 for 14. One touchdown, obviously, to Dalvin Cook. Uh, I mean, that's a perfect scenario. Just run the ball. Kirk Cousins, not a good quarterback. Don't let him throw that much. And he didn't have to. In the first half, there were no punts, all scores for both teams. There were four drives total, and it went touchdown, 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 touchdown. And they were long drives. Obviously, Minnesota did it through the through the or on the ground where the Packers do it more through the air. Um, Aaron Rodgers had a chance at the end. Obviously, he didn't get it. He didn't get to throw it because he got hit from behind. But they had a chance at the hail mary, and we know how uh, Aaron Rodgers is with hail marys. 
I know that firsthand being a Lions fan, and it sucks. But um, Devontae Adams still doing his thing, seven for fifty-three, three touchdowns. But uh, uh, this was just one of those Green Bay's run defense is terrible. It showed last year. It showed last year in the NFC Championship when the Niners had just about 300 yards. They may have had more than 300 yards on the ground. <clears throat> and that, that's just one of those if, – if you're a defensive coordinator, I, I don't know what you do. I mean, you can, st- you can put nine in the box if you want and hope that your guys can make the tackle. But, I mean, there's really not much to do other than make the freaking tackle, get off blocks and tackle. It's easier said than done. But, but this was just one of those weird games. Um, however, some people may have saw that because, like I said, Green Bay's run defense is terrible. Dalvin Cook was coming back. Uh, I was not one of them. And obviously I picked against, against Minnesota. Lost that one as well. Uh, so that does it for the morning games. So let's see. So let's go to the afternoon games. So San Francisco and Seattle. San Francisco, I've never seen a team more more hit by injuries than the Niners are right now. I mean you can make an all you can almost make an all pro lineup with how many injuries they have. You have pretty much every running back has been hurt or is hurt right now. Then Debo Samuel, he's been in and out. Uh, besides Debo, they have Brandon Ayuk. He was hurt for the beginning of the year. Um, Kittle, obviously gone for eight eight weeks. So that's going to kill him. Then you got Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been in and out of the lineup as well. And now he's out for six plus weeks. Uh, then defensively, you got Sherman. I don't think he's – he hasn't returned yet. You got Bosa, done for the year. You got uh, Solomon Thomas, done for the year. I mean, the list goes on and on. Fred Warner, he's been hurt. I, I don't think I've seen a team more hit by injuries than the San Francisco 49ers are right now. Um, this was one of those that I thought the upset was going to happen. Obviously, it did not. Um – Russell West, Westbrook. Russell Wilson did his thing, 261, four touchdowns. DK Metcalf obviously went off, 12, 161, two touchdowns. Um, man, I, so a question that I had was, if Antonio Brown was still a free agent, would he, would the trio of him, Metcalf, and Lockett be more lethal than Mike Evans, Godwin, and A.B. That's a tough one. I think if A.B. would have went to Seattle, it would have made them almost Super Bowl favorites, though that defense needs to get so much better. But Jamal Adams will come back, and they just traded for Dunlap, who may give them some pass rush. But I mean, their defense is going to be the kryptonite if they do not win. Because offensively, they they have everything you need. They have a good run game. They have two guys that can go off at any minute. And they just they destroyed them. 
I mean, the Niners weren't really in this game at all. But, but yeah, this uh, this game was one of those. I, I was predicting an upset, but Seattle just they fold. They not folded. Niners folded, and Seattle just took care of business. But yeah, the tandem of Lockett and uh, Metcalf may be the best in the league right now. Um, so that does it with that game. Uh, next game in line. Ooh. Um. I want to talk about my boy Herbert. I feel so bad for Herbert. Herbert is having one of the best rookie seasons ever. And it's going to waste because coaching and defense has let him down pretty much every game that they've lost. Um, he did have two picks. One of the, the first one was his fault. He underthrew it. I, I'm going to blame him on that. The other one, it was a 50-50 ball. Mike Williams didn't. He probably could have put more fight into it. He didn't. So eh, I'm not going to really say it's Herbert, but I'm not going to say it's not. Um, however, I mean, 278, three touchdowns, two picks. And then 29 for 43. They were up 24 to 3, must I add. 24 to 3 against the Broncos with Drew Locke. I I don't know how they ended up losing this. I really don't. Defensive, defensively, I don't know how you give up 31 points to Drew Locke. I don't. Not with, not without Cortland Sutton. Uh, Philip Lindsay started it. I mean, he broke off that big run, got him into the game, got it down to 14, and then, man, I just hate talking about this because obviously me being a Duck fan, Herbert's my boy. And I'm going to be rooting for him throughout his whole career. But, oh man, it, it hurts. It hurts seeing it. Drew Locke, he's 26 for 41, 248, three touchdowns, one pick. Uh, but, yeah, Philip Lindsay, six for 83, one touchdown. And I don't know too much to say about the game other than the Chargers just keep folding. They really do. They keep just allowing teams to get back in it and then winning. So the Chargers, the last four games, they have given up a 16-point lead or greater. One of the games, they did give it up, but they ended up winning with it against Jaguars. They were up 16 nothing, ended up losing the lead, and then obviously they pulled away. But how do you give up a 17-point lead back-to-back weeks Obviously, it is against Tom Brady and Drew Brees. But I don't see how you give up two back-to-back. And then you almost find a way to lose to the Jaguars, which would have been terrible. And then you you give up a 21-point lead to the, to the Broncos? To the, to the Broncos? Broncos are not good. Not, not at all. Not by any stretch. They have – now, if they're fully healthy, they'd be really good. But they're maybe not really good, but they'd be they'd be respectable. But to lose to a team that was two and four, you I mean obviously you're not much better. You were two and four at the time as well, but but could have easily been undefeated. Um but to lose to them without Cortland Sutton, obviously like I said, uh Philip Lindsay was back, but still twenty one points, man. Twenty one points, unacceptable. 
Anthony Lynn, you better find something to do because, I mean, I mean, I don't know how you give up that that amount of leads, and then don't learn from them. You you, you have not learned from them at all. Stop playing conservative. Put throat, put foot on throat, and just keep it moving. Put up forty points. You know Herbert can put up forty points. Just put up forty points. Just do it. Um, but yeah, that's enough of that game or else I could go on about Justin Herbert forever and ever. Um, let's talk about the Bears. Oh man, if you're a Bears fan, this is like a roller coaster. You know your defense can win can win you games. They just can. But that offense, oof, that offense can lose you every game that you have. Unless it's against the Jets. That's about the only team that I can see you guys not beating because your offense sucked. Nick Foles, he didn't play terrible, but he obviously could have played better. He missed a lot of throws, but he did make a lot of clutch ones. I will give him that. He made several clutch throws. Um, But, I mean, that defense, it was 23-23 going into halftime or going into the overtime. You stop them. Your defense does what it needs to do. All the offense needs to do is get in field goal range, kick a field goal, game over. Um, They didn't, obviously, but this brings me to a question. Is it time to maybe think about going back to Mitch? I know Mitch isn't that accurate. He isn't. That's why he got benched, because he's just not that guy. But that offensive line does not help Nick Foles at all. That offensive line has been terrible all season, even with Mitch. Only thing is, Mitch is mobile. Mitch can get you some yards and move the chains on broken plays because he can just roll out the pocket and run. Nick folds. He's a statue back there. So if that if that line folds like they, they've been doing over and over, it's tough. It, it's tough to watch. I mean, we we saw it against the Rams. The Rams were just getting back in the backfield over and over and over and over. And Nick Foles had, like, no time. I mean, the defense had to score for him just to make it look respectable. But you can't rely on the defense scoring over and over and over. So that, that's one thing. Um, if you're a Bears fan, I'd like to hear your thoughts. I, I don't – I'm thinking – I'd probably say no to putting Mitch in, but at the same time, you, you've got to have it in the back of your head that maybe Mitch may be better because this offensive line is absolutely horrendous. But, <clears throat> but yeah, again, that was that was another game I lost. Um, but yeah, I mean, that the the Bears have. A defense that can win in the Super Bowl. Offensively, they don't have a team that could get them to the playoffs. So we'll, we'll see about that. Um. All right. So we'll go to the Sunday night snoozer. Uh, Philly. They were favored by ten plus. Obviously, they covered. Uh, Ben DiNucci does not look like he belongs in the NFL. Obviously, he's a rookie. Didn't have a real training camp. He was a third string. He wasn't even expected to play at all. He was going to be 
pretty much a practice guy. <clears throat> but, I mean, at the same time, he did not look ready at all. Not even close. He he panicked in the pocket when the, when the pass rush got to him. Couldn't move the ball. Uh, what Dallas did wrong was stop running the ball. Because I remember the first drive of the third quarter, they were gashing Philly. They were moving the ball over and over and over, just run play, run play, run play, run play. And then on a second and like seven, they decided to try a trick play that went wrong and it got them out of field goal range. Which, if you score a field goal there, you're you're up 12 to seven. Which, the way Philly was moving the ball, might may have won the game. But Philly obviously got going on offense, got one more score to go up 15 to nine. And then obviously the fumble again on third, fourth down. I forget the exact down to be honest. But, um, but yeah, they had it and then it went, it went for six, even though I don't think it should have. It sure looked like the guy, the Eagles guy had the ball and then had possession, got touched and the guy, the Dallas guy hit it out, but they let it stand, put him up by two scores, and obviously, the way Ben DiNucci was playing, there was no chance he was going to drive down and get a touchdown. So that was pretty much uh, that game. It was a snooze fest. Um, NFL, if you're listening, please take Dallas or NFC East. Take the NFC East off prime time, please. Thank you, America. But um, then we'll go to another, what everybody expected was a snoozer, which actually turned out to be, it came down to the final play, basically. Um, Tampa and the Giants. Uh, Tom Brady, he, he looked all right. He didn't look like anything special, but he didn't look bad at all. Um, Daniel Jones, though, he looked he looked good early. But... At the end of the day, Tampa's talent defensively pretty much got it done. Uh, Daniel Jones did make several mistakes trying to trying to make a play that wasn't there that forced forced an interception, and uh, they, I mean, they could have used used those yards and or if he would have threw it away, he they would have had another play and then they could have maybe got something going, but. For some reason, he likes to try to make plays that aren't there. I don't know if he's really the answer in New York. I mean, they have weapons, not great weapons, but they do have weapons for him. Obviously, Saquon Barkley being out kind of hurts him because he doesn't have a run game. But the what I'm most shocked about in this game was the Giants' defense actually played pretty good. The Giants' defense has been taking steps forward. And it's been showing, though their record's one and seven. But there was a time when the Giants couldn't stop anybody, and this this year has been completely different. They they've been able to slow people down, but the offense just has been horrendous. <clears throat> the offensive line does no doesn't help at all. Um, but they were running the ball pretty good against uh, Tampa, which I hadn't seen pretty much all year. They had 24 carries, 101 yards, four four yards a carry. 
But they were gashing Tampa on several drives. Um, but yeah, as far as this game went, it, it did not go as expected. Again, this was another one of those underdog um, against the spread victories. But but yeah, back to the to the final play. Daniel Jones, like they for the two point conversion, they they had it. He just threw him late. If he hits, if he throws them on time, that's not even a debate. There's no pass interference controversy or anything like that. It's going to be two, and then they're probably going to end up going to overtime. Which who knows what would happen because the way the Giants' defense have been playing, I may have found a way to win and win by three or something like that. But but yeah, that's pretty much how that game went. Um. And, yeah, I believe – let me see. Obviously, we talked about the Thursday night game on the during the preview, but I, that that cuts it for all the games. Uh, let me make sure that I didn't miss any. But um, let's see. Nope, that, that does it. That does it for uh, week eight. Um, so just remember – to uh, subscribe to us. We're on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, Instagram. Uh, obviously, if you want to listen to us, we're on we're on Anchor and uh, iTunes and Spotify. We're on all those platforms. Uh, hope to hear from you guys sometime down the road. Uh, obviously, follow us on Twitter. That's where we're most active. But uh, but yeah, um, next time we will have uh, Marcus back in the studio. So uh, yeah, that's that episode, and uh, see you guys later. Peace.